0: Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I am your host, Dee. Today on the show, I have one half of the Kentucky musical duo that... Makes music you listen to while sitting around a fire. If I am to quote the Wine Tree themselves, also a nurse and a family man. Please welcome to the show the lovely Ryan Harvey.
1: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be here.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you joining me on the show. Excited to have you. Excited to have yeah. you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too, man.
0: Right on. Right on. So, um, how has how has life been for you recently? We're, uh, in month three of 2021, uh, as the time of recording. So, I mean, how, how, how have things been so far this year and thus far for you?
1: Um, I mean, it's been a lot like it was last year, I guess it's, uh, mm. um, I'm vaccinated. That Ooh, feels good. Right on. And, uh, my wife got her back, her first vaccine and she goes back next week for her second one. Okay. Um, so that's good a good feeling you know there's kind of I have a little bit of hope that maybe eventually we can
0: mm-hmm.
1: get back out and and uh you know I'm anxious to get back out and play some more music and yeah. see a bunch see my buddies play music yeah. so you know that's kind of the big thing like we we're kind of homebodies you know we mm-hmm. as far as the pandemic you know we don't really get out a whole lot we'll go out to eat every now and then with the kids
2: okay
1: you know go out and do a few things but for The most part, we're hanging together here, okay. um, other than like going to shows, going to festivals, that's been like a big thing that's really hurt, yeah, this past year.
0: Have you ever been to or performed at Kicking It? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I have uh been and performed. Oh, so yeah, it's it's amazing.
0: I've, I've seen pictures and little video snippets and I desperately want to I desperately want to go it it just looks like just a magical time and
1: man it's so magical it's uh my wife and I went um we went let's see what year was that must have been 2018 i think Okay. We went, and then we ended up uh, we ended up playing it. Um, my buddy and I we played it in 2019. Wow, I think that's right. Is that right? No, they didn't have it in 2020. Right. We played t- we played it in 2018. My wife and I went in 2017. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what it was. But yeah, I mean, just nice. going like it was so special to be able to play, mm-hmm. but just going and experiencing the whole thing it is just a beautiful, beautiful time you know yeah feels like a spiritual experience yeah
0: we're, we're talking about kinking it on the creek uh and we might have mentioned this uh several episodes ago with adam bearclaw um it is a music festival that happens in kentucky but what's beautiful about it is uh half of the tickets are sold online and the other half are sold in person right and from what right. i understand it's it's Im- imperative for the, the people that run it that it's um still like a community thing where local people, you know, have access and it's not just a bunch of people flying in from wherever to participate.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. The, uh, the Roberts family who, uh, who run that thing, you know, and it's, it's on there at their place mm-hmm. there in urban. Um, such a great family. Yeah. And, uh, they've done a lot of great stuff for, for the community and mm-hmm. for, for musicians around yeah. here, for sure.
0: Right on. That's super cool. That is super cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, also speaking of the vaccine, um, is is the COVID vaccine going to end up being like a flu vaccine, where you have to get it every year, or are we are we not at that point because there aren't the types of mutations for it that the flu has?
1: I don't know, man. I think. Uh I think that's something they still don't know for sure, but it mm. probably is going to be something that's going to be a yearly gotcha. deal. That's that's my guess on it.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, because like the there are all those flu shot drives every year, you know, and all the the drugstores and stuff, they'll have your oh, couldn't get your flu shot. So I'm just curious right. to see if it's going to end up being hey, don't get your flu shot and your COVID shot, you know. It
1: very well could be. Yeah. Which is
0: a weird place, man. Future is a weird place. It is a place. weird place. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's talk about the wine tree. Uh, tell us a little bit about your group. You're a two person duo, guitar and fiddle. And there's a he yeah. plays another instrument too, right? Besides the fiddle.
1: Yeah. Um, guitar. It, it's usually just guitar and fiddle, or guitar and guitar. Okay. So uh, I play the guitar and sing. Those mm-hmm. are the only two things that I can. Halfway do yeah, um, and uh isaiah does a little bit of everything, but he gotcha. he sings, he plays guitar, he does fiddle, and then when we record, a lot of times he'll do other stuff too, you know okay. piano or whatnot
0: okay fill in fill in the the other spots on like a studio version of the of the stuff. yeah, okay, I can dig that,,
1: yeah, but it's always yeah, it's always just been the two of us, and we've always kept it pretty pretty stripped down and it's just just like a folk mm-hmm. thing you know
0: awesome cool yeah so uh check them out at the tree.bandcamp.com and that sounds right yeah yeah there's a, a little bit of information and then there's an album up there called kentucky
1: yeah that's a super old one yeah
0: do you have actually uh, do you guys have a, a more recent website with more of your stuff This looks like it was a 2010.
1: Yeah. No, not, not yet. We don't, but, um, okay. We kind of, we worked with, uh, uh, Tony Moore kind Mm of helped us a little bit with setting up a website and it's not, it's not live at the moment, but we've got a new album coming out real soon. So we're going to try to launch all of those things, you know, at once. Cool. Yeah. It's exciting. But that, uh, that Kentucky album was like a self-recorded album that we did back in, I think we actually recorded it in like 2006. Oh no kidding! And uh, it was like on a I had a a Dell computer, like this old Dell computer, and like one of those one of those little stick mics, you yeah. know, like the old school stick mics that I found in the attic. And uh, and then we just downloaded, is it Audacity? Uh, yeah, Audacity. Audacity, yeah. Audacity I guess yeah. it is that the free recording program. And yeah. so that's how we recorded that. So it's got a real real lo-fi kind of sound to it but nice. uh, yeah we were super proud of it score and uh yeah so we're happy to finally be getting a new one that's a little bit more um uh you know it's it's uh recorded probably in in a much better definitely in a much better way okay somebody that somebody that knew what they were doing gotcha (laughs) you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah the the first time i started with like good equipment the first time I recorded music in my apartment, I was using just a regular set of headphones and I just I just plugged the headphones into the mic jack and was like speaking into one of the the earpieces because yeah. it just was able to function that way and that was the first time i ever recorded myself playing or singing or whatever it was it was great nice yeah it sounded just as terrible as you would imagine but i was i was so proud i was like i did it Woo! you know hell yeah so that's so funny
1: yeah there's like a slight like a slight hum you know throughout that whole album that that kentucky (laughs) album
0: that's great that's great i love that Oh, I, I think. By that.
1: the way, you mentioned Adam Bearclaw. I think that uh, description that you gave at the beginning of the wine tree, uh, of about music you would want to hear around a campfire, is that mm-hmm. what you said. Yeah. I think that might have come from him. Oh really? If you got that off of, if you got that off the bandcamp page, that was a, that was an Adam Bearclaw thing.
0: Look at that! Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Awesome. Great. Uh, cool beans. All right, let us let's dive in to the decision hit us hit us with your decision Ryan what was okay. the, the moment
1: I think when I what I settled on was basically just the decision to to try to learn how to play the guitar okay so pretty much like music has always been a big part of my life mm-hmm. but I can uh, like ha- pretty much like had I not learned how to play the guitar. That's, that's how my wife and I connected. Like that's how, when we met, it was basically in a guitar class.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, at the church we were going to. And, uh, so, and then we started playing music together and she plays guitar and sings and started spending a lot of time together. So that's, that really brought us together. Um, and it's also, you know, most of the relationships in my life, um, the people that are really important to me, have come through music Mm. you know other than the ones that you know obviously like i was born into
0: right but um
1: so yeah i think that was i think that's the decision like i i was i was 15 years old i just moved to a new place um and you know i knew a few people at that point but i i kind of wasn't really doing much i didn't have a lot going on I needed a way to spend my time and I kind of settled on, you know, maybe I should learn the guitar.
0: Okay. Oh, so it was, it was a, a bit of a whim. Just trying, yeah, to, figure trying to, to figure out how to occupy yourself. You know, okay. What am
1: I going to do? You know, we had, uh, I don't want to jump around too much, but like we had been living in Carrollton, Kentucky, which is kind of up on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad took a new job in Winchester, Kentucky and moved us um, the summer before my high school year. And so like I moved away from all my friends, Mm -hmm. um, from everything that I had known to this new place and uh, was really just trying to get acclimated. I wasn't really playing sports like I had in the the small town where I was living before, you know, I tried out for, I kind of tried it out and realized, you know, these folks here, like, these kids are a little bit better than the other kids <laughs> that I was playing with. I yeah. like the competitions a little bit. Okay. You know, I don't. So I kind of stopped playing baseball, mm. stopped playing basketball at that point. I didn't have a whole lot going on. Okay. And uh, se- settled on trying to learn some some music.
0: Gotcha. So you played sports. Would you say yep. that sports then? Um, was, was a big focus or was it just something to do? And then when you moved to the new place, it was like, okay, I'm going to have to try much harder to enjoy myself as much as I was. So let's move on to something else.
1: Yes. I mean, sports was a huge part of my life growing up. Mm. I played, I played baseball. Um, What position? Basketball. What position did you play Uh, baseball? Baseball. I was, so I pitched a lot. Um, also I was a shortstop, usually shortstop or second base. Nice.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice, I'm into it. Did you think that you might pursue that as like as a grown up when you were playing as a kid, or was it just um, like, oh, this is fun? for I mean,
1: you? yeah, no. Well, as a kid, like, yeah, I kind of had that dream of maybe I could be like playing in the major leagues, yeah. but you know, I think as I got as I got older, I and mean, that was like when I was pretty young, as yeah. I as I got older, I I don't know that I really thought that I was gonna go on and continue playing. Okay. Kind of figured I would through high school, but then I think once I moved, I just kind of, hmm.
0: you
1: know, let so that
0: go. You when you moved, um, and you said uh, you you were a new place, and uh, like you moved away from all of your friends and such. Um, mm-hmm. How did that How did that impact you? Um, like socially, was it were you were you frustrated with your parents for taking you away, or were you like excited Man. to?
1: no I was pissed yeah yeah I was I was really upset I I was mad at my dad you know at the time like when you're a kid you don't understand right those kinds of things you know it was a it ended up being a I mean it was a smart move for him Mm -hmm. it was a smart move for us as a family but like I didn't know that I didn't know
2: that
0: right
1: Uh, I didn't I wasn't very happy with life at that point yeah you know
0: did you I was
1: like while I was living while I was still living there like my grandpa would drive me down here, um, to start practicing like with my bait, with the baseball team and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like I would be driving back and forth, like to play baseball with these kids that I didn't know Hmm. for a little bit before we kind of got moved. Gotcha. uh, Yeah. That whole situation, man. I just, I was not happy. Okay. (laughs) It was a hard, it was a pretty hard adjustment.
0: Sure. Do you think there was any where, um, quitting sports uh in this new space do you think any of that was motivated by like being frustrated like oh you know what i'm just so mad i don't even want to do this anymore do you think that yeah has, that motivated yeah i think that was of that? part
1: of it for sure
0: yeah okay i don't
1: i don't really i don't really think that it wasn't that i wasn't good enough i think i was good enough if i had really wanted it enough mm-hmm. i could have i could have kept going yeah probably okay. um, at least with baseball maybe not with basketball. um I'm a pretty short dude, and,
0: right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I always thought that I was going to play sports as a profession. Right? I grew up playing yeah. baseball, um, but I was like, I don't even care what sport it is. I'm going to play a sport. And then, like mm-hmm. playing basketball on the playground, realizing that. I, so I was five three until I was eighteen. Um, I'm five six now. Full grown human. Uh, nice. But e- like e- when I got to high school, I was between three and four feet. I was just a tiny little creature, and but thinking like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play pro sports, and then basketball. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm literally the shortest person in the universe <laughs> trying to play this game. It's never yeah. gonna happen, you know. I'm and then have to I mean,
1: shoot really well. Yeah,
0: I mean, there were a few people like even back then. You had D Brown, who was under six foot, uh, Muggsy Bogues. You had Spud Webb, but right, those are like three three examples of all of the humans that tried to play basketball three examples you know um yeah. so i just it was just i was not like convinced <laughs> that basketball was for me but i mean yeah. i still play it and tried out for every team but the coaches are always like bah. no <laughs> no no so
1: yeah oh man that's funny that's that the fun. bugs yeah, I used to love those dudes when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it was because I was short, and yeah. I I was like, yeah, I can be that. Right. Like that's something I can shoot for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love all those marketing photos of him like staring into the belly button of his teammates. You know, just they yeah. they would line them all up, and he's like got his hands on his shoulders, and his, his feet are hanging in the air. You know. Right. Those are amazing. Those, those are amazing. Are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: Okay. I ended up getting into soccer. But oh, back really? The time I was a junior. Yeah. Okay. I'd never, I'd never played soccer before, and I, I think I was kind of missing the sports thing, and I was like, hmm. I'm gonna try something new. We didn't have soccer in Carrollton. Never okay. had soccer in anywhere that I had lived until that point, and uh, hmm. so yeah, I ended up playing. I ended up trying out for the high school team. I played high school soccer for my junior and senior year.
0: Wow, right on. So,
1: kind of got back into sports for sure. that.
0: Senior and senior. Awesome. That's good to know. How did you like soccer? Especially as it was different from the other sports that you played.
1: I loved it, man. Yeah. Because, you know, even though I had never played, like soccer was something that if you put forth enough effort,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: if you, if you tried hard enough, you ran hard enough, you know, if you worked, you worked hard enough at it, you could, you could do okay. Right. And, uh, Awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was great, man. Cool. It was a good change from all of the other things that I had always played my whole life. And um,
0: Nice. Yeah, yes. it was, I really enjoyed playing. Soccer is a different kind of team game from all those others, yeah. you know, especially because a lot of the physicality is literally just jogging and sprinting right. and then jogging and sprinting, like constantly on the move. Huh. Right on. Yeah. I, growing up, I, I have always been short bursts is where I feel most comfortable. So that's why I loved baseball, trying to run out a single ground ball single or stealing bases or sprinting to try and catch fly balls or whatever. I love, I yeah. loved that, you know. And then even in basketball, I-, I loved being off the ball, doing little sprints to get to a spot, trying to get open, you know, and then football. But the idea of like track and field or playing soccer, where it's just, just a steady state, you know, jog. Yeah. That was like always hard for me to wrap my brain around. So, yeah, I was appreciate when people are like, oh, no, I, yeah, love I get this that. game. So, OK.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man.
0: Right on. Uh, what was family life like for you at that time? Fifteen years old. Uh, do you have any siblings?
1: Yeah, two younger brothers. OK, so we've got one one brother that's three years younger than me and then another one that's five years younger than me.
0: OK. So uh, I don't imagine that you and the the ten year old at the time were super close. I mean, as, as close as as brothers can be. But did you hang out with the the twelve year old a lot?
1: Yeah, I mean we we had always been pretty close. Yeah, me and my brothers. Okay. And uh, yeah, we we hung out.
0: Did you for okay. sure? Right on. I always I have a brother that's four years younger than I am, and I would always try and hang out with him, but. It was, it was always like, there's a certain milestone that I'm hitting ahead of him that, you know, I was like, Oh, I want to do all of these things that now I'm capable of at this age, you know, and he's not quite there. And so trying to navigate that while trying to be buddies with, you know, he just doesn't care about those things yet, you know, some of yeah. the stuff. So I'm, I'm always curious to see like how family dynamics are and what hanging out looks like when there's that kind of age gap, age gap or, or larger but you guys were close. Yeah,
1: That's we cool. were close. We spent a lot of time together. I mean, we we played play ball together, you mm-hmm. know, out outside and
0: yeah. You
1: know, through baseball, play basketball.
0: Did you guys um play like tackle sports? Where it not even in like playing football. I mean just like, like ta- at, tackle at, basketball, like tackle tennis, whatever it is. Yeah. Did you guys do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we always did that.
0: I don't know why it's so much fun. I had a I had this yeah. nerf hoop in my bedroom and we played the most violent tackle nerf hoop games that you can imagine. And they were just like the height of fun at that age. I, 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 I don't oh, know I'm I'm Oh yeah. It's, yeah,
1: we had one of those too. Nice. And we've got I've still got one <laughs> of those. We I I play uh basketball with the kids. Like mm-hmm. we've got it set up in the hallway. Oh yeah. And uh so like every night before they go to bed, we play, you, you remember the game knockout?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It. So that, so that's our new thing. So nice. we, we play knockout with the Nerf basketball game. It gets, it gets pretty rowdy.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. That's amazing. That, I love that. I keep telling Shoving my wife. each other
1: into the wall. Oh
0: yeah. I keep telling my wife, I'm like, hey babe, we're, we're going to get, I'm going to get a Nerf hoop eventually. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a Nerf hoop. I have to have one. Cause I'll just like D- shoot balls at the wall. You know?
1: Yeah. So Yeah, dude. The Nerf nerf boggles are so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: That's amazing. Knockout. So That's- if you listeners don't know exactly what knockout is, uh, essentially there are a line of people and you need to make a shot before the person behind you makes a shot. If they make it before you in front make it, you're out. Right. And so you guys are cycling through this rotation until there's one person left. And I mean, if you're on a full size court and you guys are shooting threes, it gets like crazy because you're just throwing it up as quickly just to run over and try and get your rebound to run back out. And yeah, so I can imagine playing close quarters. If you're
1: in a four four foot wide hallway, you're trying to (laughs) run around each other. Oh, man. You got bodies flying everywhere. Oh,
0: that's the best how many times you turn around and just bam straight to the ground on your butt. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Um, so at the time, um, you said that you took a class, a guitar class at church. Um, did you have a job or was your life mostly just school and then church and then, you know, sports while you're at playing that, and then done?
1: Uh, let's see at that time. I don't think I had a job.
0: Okay. Not yet. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was pretty much a school, and it was church, um, youth group. Okay. And then uh, we did – my preacher at at the church there at the time, he was a guitar player. He still is a guitar player and uh, one of the best guitar players I know. Mm. And he started offering these lessons, and he, he started it out as, like, a big group lesson. Okay. So I can't remember how many of us were in it, but maybe 10 or something and just kind of teaching the basics, um, basic chord stuff and and whatnot. And, uh, I'd kind of already tried to learn a little bit on my own before that, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. So I joined up with that class and, uh, so my, my wife Becca happened to be in that class.
2: Hmm. Okay. That's kind
1: of where we got to know each other.
0: Nice. Are you guys about the same age?
1: Yeah, she's a, she's a year younger than me.
0: Okay. Okay. So you guys were both like fresh to high school.
1: Yeah, she graduated two years after I did, but we're like a year and, you know, some months apart.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so that's where you guys met and started hanging out. And and you said you guys even played music together for a while.
1: Yeah, we did. Nice. Um, Yeah. So we started hanging out a little bit, um, a little bit in got to know each other there in that class. And then he started offering individual classes. Mm. And so I would, uh, do my guitar class with him. And then a lot of times, um, she would have her class after that. And I would just kind of stay in there and hang out
0: and okay. pick with them. Gotcha. Oh, cool.
1: You know, and then we, would you know, go to dairy queen or something. Nice. Sonic.
0: Ooh, I love Sonic. I love Sonic.
1: Me too, man. Those cherry limeades are killer. Legit, I
0: think the, I think what, what sold me on Sonic was their breakfast burritos that had, um, like tater tots in them. I was in Colorado when I first experienced Sonic and I had a, a breakfast burrito with jalapenos and tater tots. And I was like, I love this place forever now. Forever. That
1: sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. Incredible.
1: I've never had one of those, but oh, I really? would eat one. Yeah. I, I would eat one
0: right now. For sure. For sure. Yeah, like one of the things about fast food that I always find fun is like all of the different like regional fast foods. Um so when I when I was living in Colorado and Texas and stuff and I was introduced to like Carl's Jr., which is the same owned by the same parent company that owns Hardee's, but like there's a line where it's like Carl's Jr. this way, Hardee's this way. Um it, like there's no Whataburger anywhere else. There's no you know, uh, Jack in the box. I mean, there is a Jack in the box in Ohio where my wife's family's from, but I learned about that when I was in Texas, you know, just things like that. What, what's a local Kentucky fast food joint that you guys only have there. Do you guys have one of those?
1: Um, let's see. What do we have? That's just here. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. are there uh, Lee's Lee's famous recipe chicken places around?
0: Now where I am, uh, Lee's.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's just just a Kentucky thing though. That's I think that's. Uh, I don't know. It's somewhat regional, I think.
0: Okay.
1: Right on. That that might be one.
0: What what's else? your What's your favorite what thing from be? Lee's?
1: Man, I haven't been to Lee's in years. Really. But their fried chicken is really good and biscuits. Yeah. It's kind of like a KFC. Okay. Just like another version of a KFC.
0: Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. One of the things about being in Chicago is there are so many like one-off restaurants trying to do like yeah. artisanal versions of, and like my wife and I will get into arguments all the time because I'll just get a hankering for KFC. and like, no, I just want it. And she's like, babe, you hate KFC. I was like, I know. I just really <laughs> want it right now. <laughs> You know, and yeah. it's like I'll have a couple bites. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. I don't need to eat. I don't even need to, eat, need to finish this piece. I just needed to be reminded of that flavor to take me back to childhood or whatever. But, right. Yeah. it's just, It just trips me out. Like, how many places are like, ah, oh, try our fried chicken. But everybody knows KFC and Popeyes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I
1: mean, Kentucky, like, that's, we can't really just say that that's, that's, a, that's, that's like a worldwide restaurant now. Mm hmm. Not just to, that started here, but
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks, Kentucky, for KFC, appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so when you started playing music, um, what kind of music were you into to listen to? Right? What was what were you playing on, on your headphones? I'm guessing this is 1990, you were 96, 97, something like that. Is my guess,
1: yeah, this would have been 96, okay, I think somewhere in there. Okay, 96, 90,
0: 96, 97, Yeah. Okay. So what were were <clears throat> you were you playing? What was hot at the time? Which is like, I want to say this is like right on the the edge of the beginning of like boy band nonsense. But '90s R and B was pretty massive at that time, um, which was well, like like boys to man. Oh yeah, defining the genre, you know. For <laughs> yeah, so '90s music uh, like. I wasn't always a big fan of it back then. Yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, oh man, there were there was a lot of stuff that really set the tone for the next, you know, several decades. So what what were yeah, you for what sure were you hot um, for in the nineties?
1: I wasn't really I wasn't really playing or listening to like a whole lot of the current, you know, stuff back at the time. Mm-hmm. I was I was really into like Bob Dylan at okay. that time. And um uh the Beatles and, you know, like I had really kind of, I had found like my dad's record collection by that time. And I was, so I was really into like the Eagles and Jackson Brown and, um, you know, folks like that. Okay. So really the stuff that I started playing was like, I think Bob Seeger night moves was maybe one of the first songs I learned. Okay. And then I would sit and listen to Eagles records and try to pick out, you know, Eagle songs. Nice. Yeah, that was kind of the first things that I was really trying to play.
0: Score. The first song that I learned how to play on any musical instrument was the bass run for Zombie by the Cranberries. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was just just because it's so easy to like, all right, you're going to just pluck pluck, pluck, now move your finger, pluck, pluck. So, but yeah, nice. I dig it. And then uh, like listening through and trying to figure out what's being played. I love that. I love that. Were you, did you, was most of your music education from that, were you listening to things and trying to recreate it? Were you watching people? I learned when I was first learning to play guitar, I was, I would watch people play and then emulate their finger positions. Is, is that how it was for you too? I mean, do you learn more through ear or did you like dive into theory and figure things out that way? No,
1: I, I never really dove too much into theory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was mostly listening. Okay. Mostly listening, um, just trying to pick things out by ear and then uh, I spent a lot of time playing with, uh, with, you know, uh, Dale Adams, who was the, the guitar teacher, mm-hmm. the, the preacher there at, at church. And uh, he was, I mean, that dude was like a, big time rock and roll fan and like Mm. he loved to teach like you know it you know any of those old rock and roll songs nice into it you know just watching him play um spending a lot of time playing with him that that's where i really picked up a lot of stuff and then just trying to learn by ear
0: okay i'm into it i'm into it yeah nice all right so um at 15 Let's say before, right before you started these classes, what was a typical day like for you? I mean, in, in in the '90s, remembering back, I feel like there was a whole lot of go outside and play, and then come home when it's dark. Was it like that for you, especially growing up in um, where you did in Kentucky? Um, I like I grew up in Chicago, so I've always been surrounded by massive swaths of people. So, yeah, um, what what was a typical day like for you? there Um. geez
1: man at 15 Mm -hmm. i'm trying to remember i mean i know at like a younger age like my typical day was yeah play outside until it was dark Mm -hmm. um but i guess go to school come home you know cook a frozen pizza or something delicious and then uh You know, I would say that I was probably, you know, helping dad mow the yard or or weed eat or, you know, do some chores around the house. Sure. Um, Work on some homework. And, uh, you know, really, like, once I started, once I picked up the guitar, I spent hours.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I was always playing the guitar.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Were you... Did you play like Nintendo or watch TV or anything like that? Were you ever motivated to make sure you had things done by a certain time so you could catch your show?
1: Yeah. I mean, I watched, I've always watched lots of TV and yeah, at that point, I don't think I was playing much Nintendo, but now when I was a little bit younger, I was playing a serious amount of Nintendo. Yeah. You know.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay into it. What was your, like, what like was middle school,
1: your... like middle school age. When I was in middle school, like that age, I was, I was Nintendo in it pretty hard.
0: Gotcha. What was your game? Oh, dude. I mean, Contra. Okay. Uh,
1: Tecmo Bowl. Right. We played hours of Tecmo Bowl. Oh man. Um, and I liked a lot of the, I liked, uh, geez. I still got my Nintendo down here in the basement. The kids play it all the time.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife, uh, uh, bef- years before we met, she went out and bought a Nintendo. Like an OG 1980s Nintendo that she was so excited, and every now and again we'll play it. We'll just connect it and play, you know, like a few minutes of Mario, and then we'll we'll yeah. play Mario too. And literally the whole time we're complaining about how much we hate it. <laughs> like I oh, hate this game. This is the worst of them all. It's so stupid. You want to play the next level? Yeah, yeah let's go. You know. <laughs> but oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's just funny. It's like, and I think she hates video games. She hates them, but she, she plays that. I think because it like, it brings back a measure of nostalgia for her. So she's willing to, to, to tolerate it for that. Cause I mean, I like, there isn't a whole lot of like satisfaction I'm imagining for her, like getting through the game. She just like really wants to click, clack the buttons, you know, for the feel of it. And, right. But it's super fun. And I, I just love, I love that, that we're just seriously complaining. The whole time we're playing Super <laughs> Mario 2, but that's the one we grab every time. Every time. Yeah. That's so silly.
1: <laughs> I don't even have Mario 2. I've yeah. got the first Mario and Mario 3. Yeah.
0: Those are the only ones worth having on the Nintendo.
1: Those are those the best
0: ones. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: But yeah, we play. I play a lot of Contra with my kids still. Nice. And, uh, what else do we play? You know, we've got the Ninja Turtles game.
0: Oh, fun. Fun.
1: That's pretty fun. That, was, you know, that Skate or Die. Hard, if I remember.
0: Skate or die. I love it. I love it. Yep. Nice. Okay. What, um, when you were, when you were at that age, all right, so you moved to this new place, you give up sports. Um, did you have like a projection for yourself? Did you like, okay, I want to be this when I grow up or I want to do this. And this is like outside of, before you start touching music, What what were you like motivated by? Uh, what did the future look like to you? Or were you just like, I'm going to take it as it comes?
1: Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't think I really had big plans for the future at that point in Mm -hmm. my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like at that point I wasn't thinking like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, I think I'm going to play music for a living. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to learn it and get into it. But I, I kind of, didn't have like, you know, wasn't, wasn't planning on sticking with sports for the rest of my life at that point. Sure. Yeah. I think it was just like a, just kind of a day to day thing. Just gotcha. try to live and try to live and try to get adjusted and, mm. um, make some friends and okay, have a good, have a good time, I guess.
0: Yeah. At, when I was a kid, I never understood people that knew what they wanted to do in life. You know, and I I had known quite a few, my, my older sister, she's a a year and a half older than I am. And she wanted to be president of the United States when she was like six, like that was her goal, you know? Yeah. And so, but she was so focused and then other people I knew like, oh, I want to, I want to do this. I I know I want to do this. I know I want to be these like, yo, I'm 13. I don't have any idea. I just, I don't even want to go to school, uh. but I have to. So that's why I'm here. Um, I don't know. I just want to play. Leave me alone. Let me play, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I was always very intrigued by people that knew what they wanted, and knew how to chase it. Yeah, I never. Yeah,
1: yeah, me too. I mean, that's. uh, I've known people like that, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I I was never that way. Yeah, and and even like you know into college, I still didn't know what
0: I wanted to do. Yeah,
1: you know, it it took me forever. I changed, you know, changed my career path
0: multiple times. Yeah, it wasn't until I was twenty six that I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I had, I had had a lot of jobs by then, a lot of jobs. Um, But at at 26, that's when I was like, oh no, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. So yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So if not like practical (laughs) plans for the future, what, what, tell me about what at 15 years old, what were your hopes and dreams? Like this is the stuff where, you know, the made of fairy tales. Right? The things that you that you wanted like oh I, I would love for this to happen or things you like fantasized about or um, or imagined life could be. What what were some of those things that you were deeply into then?
1: Dang man. I'll try to get back into my fifteen year old mindset. Okay. Um I don't know, like the things that I loved to do at that point in my life, like I loved to ski, snowboard. Ooh, nice. Like that was that was like a big part of my life, um up up until that point. Because we lived where we lived in Carrollton, we um our house backed up to General Butler State Park, okay. Which which was the only ski resort in all of Kentucky. No kidding. And so Yeah, so we would get season passes, and, uh, you know, I was up there all winter long, like, every year. Wow. So I think one of the things that I I thought I would like to do when I grew up was just to be somewhere that I could constantly ski. Mm -hmm. Like, just, you know, ski right out of my house, you know?
0: (laughs) Nice. I'm into that. I'm into that.
1: Which never happened, at least not yet.
0: Not yet, not yet. All right. Oh my gosh. I loved, I loved skiing. I've, I've only gone a few times. The last time I went, uh, I was out there for too long to the point where it was at the end of the day, I was exhausted and I was, I was so fatigued that I couldn't really shift to slow myself down. And I remember I took, I like, like the last one, we're going to go on this harder Hill. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I jumped out and I was like, I can't move. I can't move just like my legs were locked up and I was like, I'm going to die. All right, here it is. And yeah. so I just tucked down. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go as fast as I can. I'm going to fly off this mountain. I'm going to go find Jesus. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Tore down. And then like right at the very end, they, they have the the nets on the edge of these where I was careening toward did not have a net. So I was like, "All yeah. right, it's it's a tree or the bottom of this thing. And I just happened to slow down enough to, you know, throw myself over and I just kinda slid toward the edge. But man. Right. I love I love I love skiing. It's super fun. It's just know your limits, bro. No yeah, your it's know really your fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I can dig that. I can dig that. So I'm thinking of like the hopes and dreams bit and I'm reminded Yeah. When I was a kid, all I all I all I wanted was to be a ninja. That's to, be all I mean, to be a ninja to be a ninja like literally every night i would go to bed and i would pray dear god please in the morning let me wake up a ninja amen man
1: that's that's the best prayer ever every
0: every single night to the point where i tried to join the gymnastics team at my high school because i thought yeah. if i can flip i can be a ninja that's all i That'll need be- <laughs> <laughs> that is all i need and so every, that i i was i was very motivated to become a ninja. It never happened, but I mean that's my yeah. favorite childhood memory. Ridiculous hope and dream for life is to be a ninja, you know.
1: It hasn't happened yet.
0: Not yet. It still could. It See, still could. It
1: still could happen.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I ended up like joining clubs that had flipping to be part of it, you know. And yeah. there's there's this martial art out of uh, Brazil called capoeira, and I think if I would have if I would have encountered that before like the ninja turtles or other ninja stuff i think i would have been heartline and sinkered into that and tried to do that it's like this really beautiful dance that has a lot of acrobatics um martial art so i think that would have been my whole life's pursuit but i saw ninjas first so i want to be a ninja
1: (laughs) (laughs) and flipping flipping was the thing that was going to get you there
0: that was it in in my childhood mind that was that was it if i could flip then I could be. That's a
1: good, that's a good step in the right direction.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. goodness. It's, it's ridiculous, but I love, I love, I love, I love, I love that part of, you know, that simple singular focus that children have where, you know, it's like, no, this makes total sense. This ridiculous thing. It makes sense. You know how easy it is.
1: yeah Oh my goodness. Yeah, totally. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) Um, where did you go to high school?
1: Uh, I went to high school at George Rogers Clark. High school in Winchester, Kentucky.
0: George Rogers Clark. GRC. GRC in Winchester.
1: In okay. Winchester, Kentucky. That's right.
0: Okay.
1: Home of LA One.
0: I don't know. I don't know what that is. What is LA? You don't know what
1: LA? It's a soft drink. It's like a pop, you know.
0: Really? I do not know that. Yeah. This. Yeah. Does it come in different flavors, or is it just I like Coca Cola?
1: It does now. It it didn't used to, but it does now. They've got like grape and orange, cherry.
0: Late one um, is that like for longitude eighty one or something like that? Does it have to? Is that a?
1: No, it's it's it stands for a like a late one. Oh, L A T E one. Oh, gotcha. there's, like a whole, there's a whole there's like a whole story on the bottle, but uh no kidding. I bet you could probably find them up your way now. Yeah,
0: I'll have to look into they, that. they've
1: started distributing them pretty far.
0: On Winchester KY. Yeah, I've
1: oh. got buddies up in around Cleveland and they can they can find them up that yeah. way sometimes.
0: Okay. I'll have to look into that. I'll get a, a taste of Kentucky. Yeah, man. Nice. Into it, into it. Cool beans. I think we have I think we have a pretty good amount of information for me to craft a story. Um, okay. I'm curious to know a little bit more about um, you and Becca. When did you guys start dating right away, or were you just friends and hanging out, and then dating came later?
1: No, we were we were friends and hanging out. We uh, just we just kind of hung out for a while. I actually started dating one of her friends mm. um, for a little while, and and she she had always liked me. She told me actually earlier that she reminded me that like that first day in our guitar class. Mm-hmm. So I guess she looked over and saw me across the room and I was wearing a Grateful Dead, t uh, t-shirt and like my hair was down to my shoulders. And she was like, she went, she said she went home and told her mom that like, I saw the guy, I met the guy I'm going to marry today.
0: What? And, uh,
1: yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Right.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we were friends for a while. You know, I kind of, dated one of her best friends for a little bit and she she wasn't too happy about that but i'm sure but then we
0: she stuck it out
1: she stuck it out
0: wow okay
1: we started dating
0: did you guys start dating in high school uh
1: yeah okay yeah let's see it would have been she was i guess it was when she was probably a sophomore
0: okay Wow, so at this point, you guys... Right, been... right, around
1: the t- right around the time that I graduated. Okay. It was about the time that we started dating.
0: Gotcha. So you guys have been together for longer than you've been apart. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, right on, right on. Did you guys get married right away after like high school or college, or did you get married like, no, later we, into your 20s?
1: We dated for a little while. Um, we got married in 2005. Oh, okay. So yeah, we, I I guess we dated close to six years yeah, before we got married. Okay.
0: Nice. Okay. Great. Great. Anything else about that time that has been pressing on you that I haven't asked about? Anything about like family life or friend life or anything like that? Um...
1: I mean, I had some friends that I'd met um, in the youth group, mm-hmm. and uh, some good friends that uh, kind of had all through high school. Um, and my family life has always been good. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, my parents are, are great. My brothers, um, you know, that was kind of a rough transition period for me. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of being upset with my dad, but it didn't last real long. You know, sure. I, kids are pretty resilient. You, yeah, you kind of can take changes pretty well right? when you're young.
0: Did your brother's um, experience, what you experience with that kind of frustration? Or was it easier? Was it an easier transition for them?
1: I think it was a little bit easier for them. Okay. Um, just because of their ages.
0: Sure. Okay. It was a
1: little bit easier.
0: And but, then uh, you guys, are you guys still super yeah. close? The
1: Not as close as we were. No. We, we still talk. We still keep up with each other. But like my, my youngest brother, Micah, he lives down in Florida. My well, the brother doesn't live too far from us here, but hmm. he's probably about 45 minutes away.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So we keep up with each other, but, you know, not we're not super close like we used to be.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Right on. And you have a, you have a family of your own now? You have the kids you mentioned. How many kids do you have?
1: Yeah, we got three kids. Yeah. Nice. Got two boys and a girl.
0: Nice. Are they so, all pretty close yeah. in age?
1: Um, yeah, so Levon is 12, and Avett and Maple are uh, twins. They're 9. Just turned 9. Oh, nice. So, yeah.
0: Score. What's it like to so, being a parent of twins?
1: Oh, dude. It's fun. Yeah? Okay. Was, I was scared to death when I found <laughs> out that we were having twins.
0: Nice. Oosh. I scared imagine. to death. I imagine.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's, it's really great, you know, mm. um, once you kind of figure out how to, how to manage having two at once.
0: Right. Yeesh. And they're, they're the younger. So you already had a little bit of practice being a parent by the time the 2 Yeah, came. we, I'm we sure it's still totally of, different.
1: Three years of practice there, but yeah, yeah it's definitely different, man. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah. They're, they're all good kids. Awesome. Um, and they yeah, i was gonna say that i don't think i can stress the amount of uh frozen pizzas that i ate around that time in my life. So, <laughs> really
0: yeah big on the frozen pizza well which frozen pizza was your favorite
1: uh at that point it was probably um tombs probably tombstones Tombstone, i'd say is sure. what i was eating okay did you dress them we up used to have did i dress them up yeah
0: or would you just take it out of the box throw it in the the oven I,
1: I would just no i would just take it out of the box throw it in the oven. But then a lot of times I would make like a like a homemade garlic butter to, oh snap, you know, okay, drip on it or sure. dip it in, you know, I'm into that. And then we yeah. had like uh, you know, the Schwans. Do you guys have the Schwans mm-hmm. delivery uh, food delivery? Uh- so my mom used to always get food from from the Schwans guy, and uh, so we would get frozen pizzas from him too.
0: Gotcha. Okay. they like
1: the little miniature. Yeah, yeah. Dudes. Oh yeah.
0: Oh. Nice. Back to the future part two really screwed me up because I was convinced that we were going to eventually have those pizzas that are so little, you throw it in the rehydrator and then they're huge. I just always wanted that and that never happened. So I would always, no, as a did. kid, like get really excited seeing the, like the smaller versions of the frozen pizzas. because I was thinking like, oh, let's get like five of these and they'll get huge. <laughs> no, <Nah>, they won't. <laughs> they won't.
1: Grow us some pizzas. Yeah. Yeah know it works
0: buddy oh, that would
1: have been so great though yeah I wish not yeah so man lucky. me too
0: all right I think we're good this is this was good okay a lot of really fun information I think um, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to take your story but I think I have a lot here that I can play around with so. okay yeah this was fun this was fun cool. yeah man
1: All this right. this is fun I can't wait to see what kind of story you write
0: yeah Speaking of, all right, so what we'll do right now is we're going to take a quick break. We'll listen to a little bit of music. And when we come back, we'll hear the story and Ryan and I will talk about it. Thanks for being here. Please stick around.
3: Watch those trains and we get high, all tangled in each other's arms, damn near all night. Oh, Ramona, you don't even know it, but you shine like the lights from the bar. No, oh, just like those angels in your, you've been through.
0: back i hope you enjoyed that music the song you just heard is ramona off of the wine trees latest album if you want to follow them on social medias their instagram is the wine tree music on twitter they are the wine tree band and on facebook their like pages the wine tree and from the wine tree i have as my guest as we you just heard us talking his name is ryan harvey uh ryan I'm, I'm super excited to have you on uh thank you so much for sharing your music with us it's, it's beautiful um, do you want to talk uh, a little bit about that song? Thanks, man.
1: Okay. Um Sure. Yeah, it it's first it's really good to be with you. Mm-hmm. This has been a this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Um Uh yeah, so that song that's that's off the new album that ha- has not come out yet. Mm-hmm. Should be coming out in the next couple months, I think. Awesome. Um it's all finished. Just kind of wrapping up some of the you know, the details here at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that particular song, Ramona, I wrote that. So I was I was in like a songwriting project with uh, several people with the guy that uh that I play with. His name is Isaiah, and mm-hmm. some of our friends. We kind of decided to do this thing where we would um, just kind of a way to to get us all writing, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it was well, this has been several years back. But it was sort of like a thing where we would throw out a theme
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the week, and then everybody had to write a song based on that particular theme Ooh. and so I think that was the first week, and the theme was snow
2: mm.
1: and uh so that that's where that song kind of came out of it. I mean it's sort of a sort of a love song um, about a girl named Ramona Ooh. and You know, it talks as far as the snow part goes, uh, I'd have to probably listen to it again, but uh, it talks about snow angels, making angels out in the yard Mm -hmm. um, in the snow. Anyway, it it was kind of a cool time uh, doing that songwriting thing. It
2: -hmm.
1: it, it really kind of um, being able to just take a theme. I'd never really written that way, like, you know, just say, I'm going to write about snow or I'm going to write about, you know, Whatever nature or something like that, right. and uh, kind of uh, just took it from that one one particular word, right. one particular theme. There,
0: that's super cool. I love I love those exercises where you get a writing prompt, and you have to mm-hmm. you know take that prompt and go with it. So I think that's really fun that you guys as a group got together and to like sharpen yourselves as songwriters, giving each other a theme, and you guys are all presenting something. That's that's pretty. Ingenious. It was fun.
1: Yeah, it was really fun to see what everybody came up with because yeah. it was you know. It was all super different
0: yeah that's cool
1: everybody went a different way with it so yeah nice and i think we did it for i'd say uh probably close to a year or something like that maybe maybe not that long but we we put out a bunch of songs there
0: that's amazing. That's
1: matter great. of some weeks
0: yeah that's great i love that i love that so again that song was ramona the new album will be out soon the wine tree follow them listen to their music it's good stuff uh ryan are you are you ready for your story
1: Man, I'm, I'm so ready. Excellent. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Awesome. I'm so, I'm so excited to read this story to you. Give it to me. Cool beans. All right. Here is other Ryan. The sun overhead beats down harshly against the blacktop. The tired fauna along the road wilts quietly. Other Ryan pedals along the road, muttering to himself in frustration. I can't believe we're leaving. It's not fair. The full book bag shifts on his back as he rides, swaying from right to left, pulling him to either side with each kick of the bicycle pedals. With a pant, he pulls up to 5th and Water Street and stares out onto onto the still waters of the Ohio River. The subtle flow of the water softly pats against the shore steadily. Huffing through the exhaustion, he walks to the water's edge and cups several handfuls of water and splashes his face and rubs the back of his neck to cool off. The sweltering heat wears on other Ryan, drumming the tip of his nose in any other exposed flesh. Frustrated, he paces back and forth, searching for stones to skip. Stoically poised at the makeshift shore, he says a quick prayer over the smooth skipping stones in his left hand. His tiny hand holds merely five, just enough to satisfy his growing frustration. He takes one and thumbs the curved edge. All of my friends are here. I'm going to miss them, I... Help you to not miss them too much, he whispers under his breath and slings a stone out onto the still waters. It skips several times, which brings a smile to other Ryan's face. My whole team is here. I don't want a new team. I like these guys, again, he says to himself before launching the stone onto the river. This one skips but twice before sinking. Dang it. Again and again and again. Other Ryan offers short prayers over his missiles before tossing them. With each new stone, they skip less and less. Anger fills his belly before bubbling out with a loud yell. Why? He walks flat-footed with the heaviest of footfalls to his bag and retrieves the several baseballs therein. He makes his way to the crack in the pavement, and lining his foot along its run, he takes the mound. Going through the motions, he steps back, bringing his hands up and over his head, bringing his foot back... Up front, he hugs his hands to his chest, tucking his elbows deep into his belly and curving his back while lifting his knee up to his chin. Continuing with the fluid movement, he stands erect and extends his leg out in front of him before pushing off his back leg, reaching up and back, and then snapping forward, releasing the perfect fastball out onto the nothingness above the river. Strike! Startled, other Ryan turns around quickly to find his father with two gloves. You know, son, the river won't throw that ball back. How about a game catch? His father compassionately asks. Catch? No, you're taking everything from me. Why would I want to play catch with you? Other Ryan blurts, frustrated with the family decision to leave Carrollton. My sweet boy, you're angry, I can see, but I'm not taking anything from you. I'm giving to this family. You may not know it now, but you will. Here, let's play some catch. How did you even find me? Other Ryan inquires. Well, I started at Point Park and just made my way east. I could see you from down the way throwing these balls into the river Before they're all gone, maybe we could just toss one around a bit, his father offers. Just a bit. But I'm throwing all these balls in the river. I don't want them anymore. With that, he retrieves the remaining balls, save one, and heads to the water's edge where he dumps them unceremoniously into the flowing river. He holds up the final ball and says to his father, last one. We can use this. He throws the ball with his father for a few minutes in the painful heat. His father catches the ball for the last time and requests, son, how about I I keep this one, huh? You've done what you saw fit for the others, but I'd like to keep this one. Is that all right? Sure, Dad. It's all yours. I don't want it anymore. That might be true now, but maybe not so much so in the future. No, Dad, I don't want them anymore. That will never change, okay? All right, if you say so. I'll just keep it for me then. How's that? Pausing for a moment, other Ryan sweat, uh, sweating heavily in the afternoon. sun relents. Fine. He shuffles over to his bicycle and offers. I'll see you at home, okay? I have nothing left to do here, and I'm hot. I'm going to go home and play in the house I uh, play in the hose. Sure thing, but you do that and I'll see you home soon. Other Ryan gathers his things and rides off into the near solid mass of heat waves resting heavily on the ground and reflecting the heat efficiently back up, warming his feet and legs as equally as the sun overhead beats down on his head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Other Ryan goes to bed that night in Carrollton for the last time. The school day's final bell rings out, stirring to their feet, hundreds of children eager to start the weekend on this unseasonably warm spring day. Other Ryan waits patiently for the class to clear before gathering his things. Hesitant to make new friends, he moves slowly so as not to be forced to make small talk in the hallways with people he was reluctant to let in. The clamoring of students as they buzzed within the halls echoed in the now empty classroom. His teacher, patiently waiting for him to leave, watches silently as Other Ryan slowly grabs each pencil, pen, sheet of paper, eraser, and notebook and places them one by one in his trusty book bag. His task complete other Ryan sighs audibly before heading out into the hall and making his way to his locker. Meticulously retrieving everything he would need for the weekend's homework assignments, he organizes his bag before snagging his helmet and heading out onto the road home. He crosses Lexington Avenue and heads along Winchester Cemetery Road, weaving through the spider webbing of streets before landing at the community park at the other end of the cemetery. He's always felt at peace in the serene quiet of the cemetery. Whispering in his mind silent prayers for the family of those laid to rest there, his afternoon is filled with pleadings for everyone but himself until he reaches the end. His first steps onto the grassy area of the park near the baseball diamonds always begins the same way. With each step, please bring me closer to peace in my heart. He routinely walks his bike through the park before heading home to get work on his chores. This day was special. It was exceptionally warm for a good Friday. He made several passes through the park before deciding to head home. Other Ryan was clockwork on normal days. School, home, chores, homework, dinner, play, sleep. Every day was the same. Weekends omitted school, but were otherwise mapped identically. A creature of habit, other Ryan found joy in the predictability of it all. But today was special. He was filled with energy, excitement, anticipation. None of it had a reason for stirring within him he raced he He raced home pedaling harder than he ever had before his heart exploding in his chest he heavily gasped for air sucking in as much as his tiny lungs would allow and expelling it just as hard as he drew it in his brow furrowed he raced into the wind slicing through any resistance unfettered dad other ryan bursts into his family home dad he calls again honey your father's on the phone catch your breath settle it down a moment what has come over you his mother exudes peace and patience as she walks over to her son teeming with excitement whose nerves are firing wafts alongside her an air of calm as she gets closer to his his breathing settles and his heart slows its pace she places her hand on his head and pets his hair to one side sliding her hand down his cheek and thumbing away sweat sliding down his brow at the edge of his eyes what is so important you kick the door in through quickened breaths he says i'm sorry mom I don't know. I just I know I ride through the cemetery on the way home after school every day, right? Today was different. When I got when I got to the baseball diamond, something happened. I don't know. I got excited. I want to play. I want my ball back. Dad said he was going to save one for me. I want it back. Boy, you come busting into this house like you have no sense. What is the matter? Other Ryan's father playfully offers with a slightly raised voice. Dad, I want my ball back. I want to play. I don't I don't want to do anything else. I just I just want to play. That's so you're in luck i did keep it all things fair i don't think i imagined you would want it back so soon but i have it wait don't don't just give it to me how about a game of catch other ryan's father offers a tiny smile and nods before heading into his study to retrieve the son's his son's ball on the lawn out back the two stand 15 pieces apart and warm up slowly smiles wide and eyes alert the pop of the ball hitting the mitt rings out with each toss from one to the other pop nice throw son thanks dad Throw me your best fastball, his father requests before dropping into a deep squat. Deep breath, in and out. He wiggles his fingers, offering signals. Neither of them recognize. Other Ryan stands a hundred feet tall. He pulls his hands to his chest, steps back, then brings his leg forward, dropping his hands a touch. He pulls his knee to his tucked chin and pauses for a brief moment. He begins to exhale a breath kicking his front leg out, separating his hands, sinking into his form. He pushes off the one leg, anchoring him to the ground, and snaps his arm forward, releasing at the perfect moment, unleashing a fireball. Pop! It screams as it smacks into the catcher's mitt. Strike two, shouts the umpire. Two strikes, two outs. The final pitch of the final game of the season. The catcher stands and flings the baseball back at other Ryan. He catches it and takes a deep breath before looking up into the crowd at his father. They stare at one another for a moment before they simultaneously nod. other Ryan fixes his gaze on the catcher before him. The capture drops into a deep squat and wiggles his fingers, calling for another fastball. Other Ryan nods and goes through his pitching form and releases the ball at the perfect moment, watching it spin off of his fingertips as he follows through with a deep bow. The end. Oh, man. That was beautiful. Right on. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Right on. Glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Did you did you recognize the the places that I mentioned?
1: Yeah, I was gonna. Man, you really did some research there with the uh, with Carrollton. Yeah. Yeah. The the Point Park and Ohio River and all of that.
0: Yeah. Did you ever? Yeah. You really,
1: you really kind of took me back there.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. Did you ever end up? Yeah, I used going to ride to my Park? bike. Um, yeah, I. so I
1: didn't live, I kind of lived on the other side of town, okay. um, from, from point park, but, um, that would have been a decent bike ride, which wouldn't have been that unusual. I mean, we, I rode my bike all over the place,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, um, man, I, I rode my bike constantly. So that's, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, these, that you wrote about that and yeah, point park. So my parents live up there now and they're, oh, nice. uh, they're a little bit closer to point
0: park. Oh, okay. Than what we used to be. Okay, right on. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And the
1: Ohio River. Yeah, I was thinking like, it's the Ohio River is probably not a river you would really want to like be splashing water up into your face if you could help it. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> that's fair.
1: <laughs> it does sound like something I would
0: have done though. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um. Did you um. <laughs> uh, the the cemetery um across the street from the school Mm -hmm. um that you mentioned yeah uh did you ever ride your bike through those through those streets yeah yeah
1: yep i rode my bike through those streets uh and i walked i walked through those streets a lot i would walk um my mom worked at the health department which was in which so the cemetery was like in between the middle school Mm -hmm. and the health department
0: ah okay gotcha yep gotcha nice yeah yeah i caught
1: i caught this nice Some good details there
0: yeah as i was i was looking at the area around the school because i was thinking like all right he rides his bike he wants to play in the park are there any parks nearby and i saw that one and i was like oh this is beautiful i just like in my brain i'm uh-huh. imagining young ryan riding and zipping through all of those streets because they're all like interconnected and like not straight right. just a lot of curves and things i thought that would be fun uh for him to do but, yeah, and then it was. like, interestingly enough, uh, following like Google maps, I saw that they were baseball diamonds right at the end of that. So I was like, Oh, this mm-hmm. is perfect. This is perfect. So
1: that was, that yeah. was perfect, man. Yeah. Right on Yeah. Baseball was such a big part of my life back then.
0: Yeah. So the, the conclusion that I came to was, um, you had mentioned that you had missed sports and you got back into it with soccer, but instead, mm-hmm. uh, instead of music, I have you chasing baseball. Okay. yeah so
1: interesting I mean it definitely could have gone that way too yeah you know, I was I was super into baseball yeah for sure mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I, you know I could have I, I could have gone that direction kind of buckled down and and went for it
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I just I, I like I like to think of uh like all the little kids growing up playing baseball uh mm-hmm. it's such a small percentage that end up making it into the the professional, the big leagues. So I like playing around with the idea of, you know, people like, no, I, I want to do this and like going hard for it. So.
1: And I used to throw the ball way up in the air and then I would take my glove and slap it on the side a couple of times. Like Eric (laughs) Davis used to before make the catch, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. When I was, when I was a kid, I, um, I, I grew up in a, in a pretty like dangerous Uh, low-income neighborhood so we were kind of told to stay in the yard uh so i would play catch with myself by literally just chucking it either high up and running and catching it or just throwing it straight to the other end of the yard and walking over there and picking it up and throwing it back so yeah i love the idea of throwing it up and practicing those slap 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 catch oh yeah that's great. it was
1: fun man that's i would do it all day long Nice. And then did you ever like throw it up and try to throw it just far enough to where you'd have to make the dive
0: Oh like, yeah, to make the diving catch? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or I would just, I would sometimes I would just low toss it and then try and uh-huh. like, where you have to like sprint and dive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I've And what's funny is um, of all the times I've ever played football, right? And I've had chances where I could dive either to make a diving tackle or to intercept or to catch. I, I I rarely ever did it, but baseball, I dove even when I didn't have to Uh (laughs) every ground ball, I'm in the air smashing into the ground, you know? Yeah, man. So, um, Eric Davis was he and Barry Larkin, even though they were on the reds and I was a Cubs fan, like they were the type of players. Who were like, oh, I want to be like those guys. Just always horizontal, always. Yeah. Horizontal. You know. Always. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's I love those to be guys. guys. Yeah. So that's how I would do it. That's how I would do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love those guys, man. I I used to write them letters when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. Nice. I would like
1: draw pictures of them and like be like, hey mom, you know, I want to send these to oh. you know Chris Sabo and. Chris davis and all them yeah
0: that's amazing that's amazing mm-hmm. did you ever get uh any letters back or like correspondence no. from the team like hey thank you for sending <laughs> your letter or whatever no yeah
1: <laughs> i don't, I don't think, know if they ever got sent out i, I guess uh, maybe okay, they so. did
0: that's fair that's fair when i was um i man, i was a kid i was probably like 13 or so um well, when I was, like, 11 or 12, this movie called Only the Strong came out, right? And it was about um, Capoeira. And uh, I remember, like, falling in love with it. And so I wrote a letter to the lead actor, right? And I sent it to his, like, hey, for fan mail, send it here sort of thing. And I sent it to him. And he, like, his his team sent me back almost immediately, uh, a, like, a signed picture, Right. Oh man. That's I, awesome. I was like, Oh, this is the greatest thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I I had that's that great. with me until, I don't know, just like a few years ago. Uh, I think I, I didn't keep, I didn't do a good, good enough job of keeping track of it. Cause I always kept it in the like same place, but I ended up throwing a bunch of stuff out and I, I'm pretty sure I tossed it, but I was very upset when I did. Yeah. I was like, oh man. I, I loved having that thing just cause, I remember thinking at the time, like I sent a letter and he, he sent me something back. Oh my gosh. Are we going to be friends now? Sort of thing. You know? So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's, I'm so glad to hear that you sent out fan mail.
1: I'm I did. So yeah.
0: That. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, your, your writing is great. Like that, the, oh, thank just, you. just the details, like just, just really building like, um, uh, just really kind of building the scene,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know,
1: setting the scene or whatever. And, um, you know, like I closed my eyes there for a minute while I was listening and I just kind of went right back, you know?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Did, was I able to capture any of the way that you might interact with your folks? I like, I don't remember we, we didn't talk too much about your, your parents. I was, uh, guessing, um, did, did I capture any of them at all? Either of them?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, well, first of all, like you definitely captured my frustration, my frustration at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and just how like how it seemed like the end of the world. Yeah. And uh, and then as far as the way that you had my dad handle it, handle that situation, that's that was totally like how he would have handled it. Yeah. OK, I think.
0: OK, right on. Right on. Like, in, in my head, I, I picture uh, your dad as the let him let him yell if he has to, get it out, and then we'll talk about it sort of thing. Um, right. So that's that's kind of how I, I, I wrote him in there. Um,
1: yeah, and he was always wanting to play catch. Yeah? You know, that was like... Nice. He was always playing ball with us or taking us fishing
0: or something like that. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, one of my fondest memories growing up is is playing catch with my dad um I, i loved it i loved it i mean and granted because again a part of it was i didn't we didn't really play much with the kids in um in the neighborhood and it was mostly because my parents were like no it's too dangerous out there just stay here stay here and my brother and i would play catch for a while but um it like i'm four years older than he is so before he really could play catch Mm-hmm. I was like 10 and he's six and so I would play catch with my dad and then as I got older my brother did he and I would but some of my fondest memories of our, are of us playing catch teaching me how to throw a yeah. ball and all that jazz
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah. he was dad was a big baseball guy he played baseball for nice. for a long time you know nice. and uh he was so he wanted that for us mm-hmm. and um you know like after we moved here he even like went so far as to like yeah, he bought like a batting cage, like Whoa. set up a batting cage in our backyard. And we had like a, our own backstop, nice. so, with like a little like field area, which is oh. man, super cool. That's like at amazing. the time, I was like, man, this sucks that I moved, and I probably wasn't as excited about it as mm. I should have been Fair. because that was a pretty awesome thing.
0: Yeah, for him wow. to have done. That's incredible. Mm. Nice. That's I'm I'm just I'm trying to picture like how I would have lost my mind. If we had something like that in the backyard. Oh yeah. my gosh. My brother and I, we when he got old enough, <clears throat> we would play one-on-one baseball. Um, and uh, most of the time with tennis balls, um, just because, I mean, we were, our lot wasn't that big and right behind uh, the, uh, like the grassy patch of backyard was uh, a garage mm-hmm. and then an alley right behind it. And then an apartment building behind that. Right. Yeah. So a, a million times we smacked the ball in the air and it hit that building. Uh, and I remember we started, we mainly used tennis balls because one time, uh, and I'm so glad the window was open. I'm so glad because I, I hit uh, a ball that flew right into somebody's bathroom.
1: Oh man. And
0: it like, and if the window wasn't open, it would have totally smashed the window and broken it. And we would have been those kids that, broke a window with a baseball you know sort of thing yeah but it was like from then i'm we like oh let's just use tennis balls from here on out so we don't break anything you know
2: yeah yeah
1: we use tennis balls a lot for that reason too yeah and tennis balls were fun to hit
0: oh they sure are did you did you uh switch from a bat to a tennis racket or like one of those um no. like those large barrel wiffle ball bats
1: uh yeah, we did sometimes, and then yeah. uh, other times we just used the bat.
0: Okay. Regular bat. Nice. Yeah, like we used – Yeah, uh... no, we never we never
1: did the tennis racket thing. No.
0: Yeah, if you ever want to feel like a home run hitter, use a tennis racket with a tennis ball on a baseball diamond. Oh yeah. Oh man, you feel like a champ. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love those memories. But one funny thing about my dad playing sports with us, my dad is very competitive when it comes to sports, very competitive. And he's like one of those people that, um, he didn't grow up on a farm, but he had farm boy strength. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was a beefy dude who never worked out, but just always a solid mass of human. And so we're like 13 and, or like I'm 15 and my brother's 11. Even when I was up to 17 and my brother's 13 and we would play basketball, you know, in the backyard and we didn't have it. It wasn't paved. It was like on dirt but we would play basketball in the backyard and my dad would box us out. Like this 250 pounds muscle would just throw us yeah. to the ground and just lay up in our faces over and over and over. And it's like, dad, come on, man. It's like, no man, you you want to play? <laughs> You're going to have to learn how to play. You know, you want to get the You're ball me, for me? Try it. Yeah. You got to work for it sort of thing. It always, it always tripped me out because was like this dude, like he would compete compete like i remember the first time i threw it we were playing catch and i threw it too hard and he's like oh is that what we're doing okay and then he like threw his grown man strength at me (laughs) and i was like ah dad i'm sorry oh man yeah he's a trip though (laughs) he is such a trip that's great yeah and it's funny but like because you would never guess it because he's like the sweetest like kindest man that you'll ever meet but uh-huh. When it comes to sports, you better he turns come it on. To, when better, it comes to sports, you better come to win. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that guy. What a trip. Do you get that way with your kids? Do you? That's like, hilarious. Are you are you competitive with your kids when you're playing playing with them?
1: Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I I throw them around a little bit. Like okay. I tried to keep a pretty good measure of of, of throwing them around. Sure. Not not just like roll, rolling over for them.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: uh. Okay. I give him, I give him a little bit though. I let, I, yeah. okay. I let him probably, I'll probably let him get away with a little bit more than your dad let you get away
0: with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he grew up, um, he, he wrestled in high school. Right. And so I, I did okay. some wrestling, uh, as well. And I was like, Hey pops, let's, let's, let's grapple. And he's like, all right. And, uh, he, like I said, he was just a, a, a big dude. And, uh, like we were in the in the house, right? Nowhere near like anywhere safe where we should be if we were going to be like. And this man, he just like held me. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take you down now. I'm like, no, I got you. He's like, no, here you go. And then just boom, straight to the ground. And then he was like laying on top of me. He's like, what are you going to do now? What are you, you going to do? How are you going to get out of this? And I'm like, well, I'm going to yeah. die. I'm going to go see Jesus. That's how I'm getting out of this. And he's like, come on, how are you going to get out? <laughs> this sort of thing. So yeah he tripped me out and so like i see people like oh like oh no and like wrestling with their three-year-olds and the three-year-old like starts to win this wrestling match and i'm like what is happening you could totally beat that three-year-old you gotta yeah, teach him not... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not even trying yeah
0: this is a real sort of thing <laughs> oh my gosh that's oh cool. man that's funny
1: yeah yeah we do a lot of wrestling here we've got like a big uh big mattress down here in the, basement mm-hmm. in the the uh, we, we kind of got banned for a little bit, but oh, my mm-hmm. wife told us we had to stop because <laughs> we were getting hurt.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, that's the best.
1: occasionally, but they love to be thrown like mm-hmm. and tossed around, it's their favorite thing, yeah, for sure. You know, it's like pick them up and spin them, mm-hmm. throw them on, throw them across the room onto the mattress,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. My wife's uh, family has a pool, and so pre-COVID times if we were visiting and hanging out in the pool area like her nieces and nephews are like all right, you're gonna throw me throw me next throw me next right and so and you throw if you throw one then you got to throw all of them and it's never like yep. all right I'm gonna toss you one time and they're like satisfied with that one it's like no do it for six hours or else you're not my real gotta uncle keep going. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you can't move can't yeah. move the next oh day oh
0: my goodness yeah those are, those are the best, though. And you're like, oh, boy, why am I so sore? Oh, that's right. I was throwing chills for like an hour. <laughs> I <was> throwing kids. <laughs> oh, man. But that's fun, though. That's fun. I'm glad you got to play uh, Catch with Your Dad. Uh, I cherish yeah. that. Yeah. So that's, that's fun that you got to also experience that.
1: Yeah. That's those are there. great memories, man.
0: Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, tell me about your mom. What was she like? Or what is she like? I guess. But what was she like then?
1: Um, what was she like then. She was um, my mom. Mom was fun too. Like she would get out and play with us as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, she is super sweet. Um, you know, super loving. She was. Mom was a nurse, so she at that time she worked at the health department. Right. Um, which I was telling you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, she, uh, I don't know, man. Like, she, she's a big-time sports fan. Like, that's one of the things that her and dad kind of, mm. um, you know, bonded over. Mm-hmm. We were always watching games. You know, big, big Kentucky Wildcat fans. Okay. And always watching baseball games and stuff nice. like that. And she was always out there in the yard playing with us. Nice. Fishing. I love it. Pro yeah. sports,
0: I'm guessing, like Cincinnati area, um, but all the collegiate stuff was Kentucky?
1: Yeah, yeah. All the all the college was, was Kentucky, the Wildcats, and then, yeah, Cincinnati for all the, the pro stuff. I mean, gotcha. Bengals. Right. Reds. Um, nice. That was, that's pretty much it for us there. We didn't, weren't a big NBA.
0: No. Yeah, I family. feel like I imagine with – like your closest team would have been the um, the – Pacers, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, kid, that'd be yeah. right. Yeah, yeah that's gonna like be because that'd be closer than be closer than Cleveland, closer than Atlanta.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, your options would have been Chicago, Indiana, Cleveland. Yeah, I was a
1: big Chicago fan. I love Jordan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's it's kind of unfair though, Jordan. Yeah. Like everybody watching basketball, you have to appreciate that dude, except for like New Yorkers. Yeah. Right, New Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, some Pacers yeah. fans I've met hated the Bulls. But, man, I love talking to New Yorkers who were basketball fans in the 90s. Because that was just a uh-huh. beautiful rivalry that was, like, as close to murder as it could be. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. In those games. Patrick Ewing. Oh, yeah. Charles Oakley. All of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, um, what was his name? Their shooting guard who, he ended up playing for the Bulls. His name Did you watch the most
1: recent Bulls documentary?
0: Oh yeah. Um the what was it called? Something about That's a good question. Shoot, what was it? That called? was really good. The um Yeah, John Starks. That's his name. Starks. John Starks. From ninety one to ninety eight he played with the the Knicks. Yeah. And he was um, Yeah, that dude could shoot oh yeah big time he man he shot a lot of daggers you know in very important games in the end you know uh did a lot of like really good dunks on people's faces he was he was a pain i remember that but he ended up playing for the bulls for a little bit and you could just see how like wounded he was playing for his arch enemy you know he did not last very long for the bulls but yeah <clears throat> holy smokes yeah, I remember uh, the
1: Bulls nice. came and did a did like an exhibition game down here at Rupp Arena in Lexington, really? and uh, they played the Supersonic. So I got to see, oh, nice. I got to see Pippin and Jordan play against uh, Sean Kemp.
0: Sean Kemp, I love, love like, that dude. I yeah, me that, too. Dude. Like him and Dominic Wilkins um, were some of my favorite just dunkers because they were just athletic and energetic and just angry, angry dunkers, and I just, I loved it. I loved it, and like Sean Camp, I remember like this dude. You couldn't really count on him for a whole lot more than driving in and getting dunks or layups and stuff. But I, when he got it, bro, woo!
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He was explosive. Yeah,
0: it was. He was fun to watch, and then you had Gary Payton playing for the Sonics too. Did you get? Was he in that game too?
1: He probably was. I'd say. Nice. I can't remember
0: but I remember that dude. He always seemed so angry. Yeah, I liked him too.
2: <laughs>
1: he did.
0: He right? did always seem angry. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but he was such a good defender. Such a good defender. Yep. That's tough. Man, it's
1: good. Those are good years. Yeah. Good years for sports back oh, then.
0: Oh man. The 90s for sports, they were fantastic. And I I think one of the things that helps um, with like fandom and that era is the lack of access. Right. Um, So I have learned that there are a lot of Chicago Cubs fans all around the United States because of WGN. Right. So the WGN superstation, which played everywhere would play Cubs games everywhere. And that was the only, that's the only team that did that outside of those like uh, prime time games that were nationally televised. It was, it was, not the case to get access to that even with cable there was no like baseball channel in the 90s where you could see every game everywhere Um, yeah and so i think like hardcore fandom back then i think was exacerbated by the fact that you just didn't have access you know like i would have to get the newspaper to see scores after games you know even though i mean there was espn but I didn't know as like a 13, 14-year-old to watch ESPN. But even with that, you know, if I wasn't there at 7 o'clock in the morning, I wasn't seeing what was happening, you know. So I think that helped, you know. Like you just develop that die hard. This is the only person, the only team you can actually learn about and see and watch play. So, you know, you develop that massive, massive fandom. But it was, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the 90s, the 90s for sports. That was fun was man not as a cubs fan <laughs> not till like 98, <laughs> 98 <laughs> 2003 but for the most part as a cubs fan in the 90s it was painful, it was painful. yeah but, but i had my bulls so all right
1: sort of like being a sort of like being a reds fan right now it's been a little bit rough oh, for the last yeah. little bit yeah 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 that would have so that would have been weird like uh you know Going on with baseball like I just kind of wonder what my life would have would have been like mm-hmm. what I, uh, you know if I was concentrating more on baseball than than music or if I'd never picked up
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing an instrument you
0: know right yeah I imagine that the way that you got See, into things music, to think about I think the the way that you got into music I imagine if you stayed with baseball this is the way I was deciding your story is it you probably would have spent as much time on baseball as you did music. Right. Mm-hmm. So I imagine like the measure of talent that you have for music translate that straight to baseball. So I think I, th- I think for sure you might you would have found your way to um either minor leagues at least or like a stint, <laughs> you know, getting called up for that. like yeah. August, so- you know, like, all right. All right, kid, we've expanded the roster for this last like month and a half. Let's see what you got right oh man watching you on the mound that
1: would have been fun
0: yeah especially like uh did you always uh have a big beard or is that like a a later thing that you developed
1: always like like when you when you could start (laughs) growing
0: it how did you keep a beard like from your like yeah and such
1: yeah um yeah for the most part like once i started growing a beard i kind of pretty much had a beard like from from then on out Mm -hmm. on and off and then and then really for like the last probably for like the last seven seven or eight years i've kind of kept a beard Mm -hmm. Um, and then a pretty decent sized beard there for a few of those years and then and then here last year we had to where i work at the uh, I work at the prison as a nurse and they made us, they're usually pretty. They don't care about the facial hair thing, but right. since we've had to wear those N95 masks and mm-hmm. they want them to seal, get a good seal on your face, I had to shave. So that was a, it was a really sad day. That
0: hurts. That hurts. So I kind of I I took curious. a
1: mask and I put it on my face and I kind of uh, took like some beard trimmers and mm-hmm. like outlined the mask. I tried to figure out how I could keep the most facial hair possible. <laughs>
0: nice i love it <laughs> <laughs> i love it you gotta preserve yeah. this at all costs i'm into it
1: so i kind of I kept the mustache and then i like let my sideburns go all the way down as far as i could possibly get them mm. and still have the max
0: mask still sealed nice i am into yeah. it. i'm into it i get like i can see uh that you still have a a, a wonderful mustache uh, oh thanks yeah i don't i like if you can see on this, we're Zoom chatting. Uh, I don't have a whole, like, my mustache doesn't grow in thick. Like, and if I let it grow out long, instead of becoming, like, bushier and fuller, it just grows into my mouth. It, like, just curves uh, around yeah, my lip. kind of curls in there. Mouth. Yeah, it's so <laughs> annoying. I hate it. Because, like, I've always, I've always wanted, like, a big, beautiful, bushy mustache. But the universe is like, nope. You You could taste your hair, though, if you want. Let it grow out you have you, to get at you get at him
1: to hook thing. you up with like some some good wax or something that you can oh, could, you oh yeah kinda,
0: he he actually he um you know yeah i have a a, a few of the could products probably keep it out of themselves. your mouth
1: if you tried hard enough
0: yeah i mean i've tried it and like i followed all of the tips right i don't know trim it right to this length and do that regularly and your like your face will ad- it no it does not adjust it doesn't care what i do <laughs> at all it's just like nope growing like, right It's like this is feet. what i'm going to do here. yeah that's yeah. it And then, like, if I grow out my beard uh, at my chin, instead of growing down and full and beautiful the way that beards are normally want to do, mine at my jawline will grow out and, like, I'm an elf, like I'm a Keebler elf. It curls back on itself. And so now I have this curved beard bottom. I have this mustache growing into my teeth. It's like, what's happening, facial hair? Why are you doing me like this? Why? You know? (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) So. <laughs> that's funny yeah That's the trip
1: yeah it feels weird though now to not have any kind of beard like i've kind of got a little bit of scruffiness right now but um yeah when i shaved it kind of clean there my mm. kids were like man you look weird dad
0: <laughs> yeah that's i said best. i agree <laughs> you are correct child you are correct. <laughs> that's funny so man well, this has been fun yeah i agree was there uh, anything else about the story that you were like, oh, man, I should bring this up, but we haven't touched on yet? Um,
1: yeah, probably. Like, if you read it to me again, I could probably find some more things. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to get like a, can I get a copy of that or oh, yeah. something?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll email you a copy of it as soon as we're done here for sure. Yeah,
1: I, I just – I love that – like, I don't even think I talked much about riding my bike, did I, when we
0: talked the I first – I think you might have mentioned it. Go around, maybe? You might have okay. mentioned it.
1: Yeah. We were I was always riding my bike. So I love that you put you had that in there about pedaling, about the sun shining down like, mm-hmm. you know, sweating and um just all those little details about the, the, everything that you would experience as a kid when you were like riding your bike all over town. Yeah. And I love that.
0: Right on. Right on. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. It uh, it always it it feels I feel like when I'm writing these stories, I get really nervous that because I'm like <clears throat> telling myself, "You better not miss the mark." Did you listen well enough? You know, and sometimes I'll go back and listen to the conversation that we had again, just to make sure that the notes I took were pretty good. So it it feels really satisfying when yeah. I hear like, "Oh yeah, this little this thing that I may have mentioned in passing at all." Like, "Oh, you really touched on it, and that brought back memories." That always feels good to me. So, I'm I'm super glad to hear. Yeah. Super glad to hear. Yeah.
1: You you really caught like the, just the the urgency of, of, you know, how, how you feel as a kid when something happens Mm -hmm. and like, you know, just the way that I was, that I took all my baseballs and was just going to dump them in the river or Mm -hmm. I did dump them in the river. So you really kind of, you know, that's not something that I did, but it definitely seems like something that I could have done. Um, or that a kid that age would do. Right. And, uh, and then having my dad save one, just kind of put one to the side, you know, mm-hmm. for later. Like that was cool.
0: Yeah. Right on. Right on, man.
1: Just the wisdom of a parent, like, uh, oh, he's just, you know, he's a kid. He doesn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. I know he's really mad, but he's probably, he might, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll want to play again mm-hmm. and and he might want to play again. So I'm just going to kind of set this, set this back here for him for whenever he's ready. you right.
0: know cool cool were you able to um so i tried to do like a little time jump right so as i'm describing you playing catch with your dad it ends up being it snaps you to a game that you're playing at school Were were you able to catch the transition there that like okay so now you start with your dad and then now there's a catcher and an umpire and there's a game with gravity I tried to did.
1: Yeah. I caught that. I meant to, I meant to say something about that too. That's, right that on. was really cool. Right on. I liked how you transitioned there and kind of ended it.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. Cause like, so it's like it was a good ending. Yeah. I always do these with like a, a cinematic thing that's happening in my head. So I can see that, you know, there's that, that cheeky way that you might see it. Like if you were watching it on TV or in a movie where, you know, the ball pops, smacks the glove. And then as the camera pulls back from the glove, you see like, oh, we're in a different setting, you know. And then the catcher throws it back to the the pitcher who we've seen as a kid, who's a little bit older, now in a uniform sort of thing. So that's how I see it in my head. Um, so I tried to, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to write out that without saying, oh, and the camera pans back. And as you see like, <laughs> all of this forming in front, yeah. So, good, good.
1: No, you did that really well. That was a, that was a very movie um, sort of scene that you created there
0: awesome
2: great
1: because i've definitely seen that sort of thing you know in, yeah in movies mm-hmm. and uh you know and and probably maybe in baseball movies so i was trying to think yeah i don't know does that happen in rookie of the year anywhere
0: i think i think it i think it might just like at the very very yeah. end you see him like throw a ball up to catch it and then when you see the ball in the glove like it, the camera moves back and you see him like he climbed up on a fence, you know, and reached over yeah. and caught a home run. Right. And they won. And then it finishes yeah. with him celebrating. And this idiot is wearing his world series championship ring at this little league game. I remember being so mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you wearing that ring at that game? You idiot. What? <laughs> I'm was, I was such yeah. a stupid kid. I was such a stupid kid. I would get upset about the dumbest things. Oh man. But that's it. A- yeah, that's a funny movie, though. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. oh, man. Cool. I feel like this is this feels like a good place to bring this all together <laughs> to a close. Um, it has been a delight chatting with you, Ryan. A delight. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Likewise, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate having you on.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. For sure. It's been really cool. Excellent. Yeah. So again. Ryan, who is one of the one half of the members of The Wine Tree, please follow them on Instagram, The Wine Tree Music, Twitter, The Wine Tree Band, or like them on Facebook at The Wine Tree. Uh, buy all their albums, listen to all of their music, and do nothing else. Please, <laughs> they're good stuff, they're worth nothing it. else, they're worth it. Um, but yeah oh, so thanks. thanks buddy yeah for sure for for ryan imd thank you for being here come back next week for another episode of other you please follow the podcast on twitter at other you podcast see you next time Bye bye